From Santa Barbara, California, the Timeless Voyager series, where the knowledge is timeless and you are the Voyager. Interviews with leading-edge authors and speakers, psychic phenomena and the unexplained, UFOs, extraterrestrial encounters, government cover-ups, alternative health care, new technologies. Fasten your cosmic seatbelts and join me, your host, Bruce Stephen Holmes, the Timeless Voyager. Hello, everyone. Bruce Stephen Holmes, Timeless Voyager. Today, my guest is Alfred Levermont Weber. And he has uh, two new books that we're going to speak about. But let me do the introduction for the first book. The new book is called Time Screen. It's the 100-year secret chronogarchy plot to break apart America using time travel, Trump, and treason. Alfred is a futurist. And in this book, he exposes an historic and legendary 100-year unlawful, secret, and deceptive chronogarchy plot to break up the Constitutional Union of States in America and disassemble the Constitution of the United States of America through quantum access, time travel-driven covert social engineering through the political and social persona of Donald J. Trump as a key willing actor in violation of Article 3 of the U.S. Constitution prohibiting treason. And that, of course, is levying war against the United States. Now, Alfred is going to explain as he recounts his 1971 meeting with the top secret DARPA CIA time travel unit in 1971 after DARPA CIA time traveled his landmark book, Exopolitics, back to 1971 using classified quantum access technologies. Now, the new book focuses on structural signs of a possible chronogarchy time travel manufactured breaking up of the United States of America, including the 2022 adoption by the Texas State Republican Party of a plank calling for the secession of Texas from the United States and a recent poll showing that a plurality of Trump voters in Trump-leaning states favor secession from the United States of America. It's about 33% of Trump voters in so-called red states, and they say they personally favor better if their state became an independent country. So Alfred's new book is going to present solutions for the body politic of the United States of America so that the positive American experiment does not fall victim to covert time travel predicted projections of the chronogarchy. What a mouthful that was. Welcome to the show, Alfred. Well, well, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've actually done, uh, now I have two books coming out that are time travel based. And Time Screen is one and A Revelation is another. So, uh uh, yes, that's a revelation on the life and teachings of Jesus. Um, would you like to go uh, a discussion on 
on that one first, and then we can come back to the other one. This one, both are, are, are on pre-order now, but a revelation on the life and teachings of Jesus. Today's Friday, August uh, 26, and that one, a revelation is is being published the day after Labor Day on September 6th. So uh, you can pre-order it today, but you can start buying it both in um, uh, paperback uh, and an ebook, and you can buy it in English and in Spanish uh, and receive it as of the day after Labor Day. And, and if you want, we can do a brief, uh, uh, a brief discussion of that one and how time travel figures into a revelation. Would you like that? Or? Yeah, well, here's what we could do. I'll just tell everyone, if this is the first time you've heard Alfred and me talking about this time travel information, the very first uh, interview that we did about a month ago has a whole bunch of background information that would probably be good to listen to, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy this one first. So why don't you go ahead and start with this one, and then we'll go back to the other book. Oh, yeah, sure. And and you could put the uh, link to our earlier conversation in the video description of this, of this interview well, once it's published. So, um, uh, yeah, I'd like to share just some things uh, about this book, The Revelation. And um, uh, this is a, what got me started on this book was that it's basically a, a report on the chronogarchies, that is the secret time travel government, DARPA CIA, and the U.S. government's creation of top-secret quantum access time travel video documentaries of the historical crucifixion and resurrection of Joseph and Joseph, Jesus of Nazareth, uh, which were made public by the whistleblowing of a uh, U.S. chrononaut, Andrew D. Bushago an eyewitness to the time travel video documentary of Jesus' crucifixion. And uh, the publication of this chronogarchy top-secret quantum access Jesus project provides direct forensic evidence of, you know, factors around the truth and authenticity of the synoptic gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, and importantly, of part four of what purports to be a fifth apocal revelation of the life and teachings of Jesus uh, in the Urantia book, which was uh, a channeled work published in 1955. And of course, the chronogarchy is, quote, an interdimensional hidden power structure monitoring the time-space of Earth as its domain of influence and operating as a secret government using quantum access time travel technologies 
to carry out its operations and mandates. And you can get a copy of the Chronograchy book. Uh, you can get it online at Amazon or at omniversity.us. That's out there now. Now, um, I started out this book with a specific intent, and that was to explore a spiritual hypothesis that the Urantia book was celestially authorized and published as an emergency measure to open the way for an eventual second coming of Jesus. That was how I started it, uh, and to test other hypotheses. Uh, one is that there is really uh, not a, a, a exclusively male Jesus, but that Jesus Christ, quote, is the creator of the local universe and has a co-equal female partner, so that uh, the, the local deity creating our universe is a yin-yang. The, it's, there's a fa- male-female aspect to to the deity. Uh, I also uh, uh, wanted to make public the, uh, the, the top secret quantum access time travel video documentaries and, and the eyewitness reports and compare them uh, to the Synoptic Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and to part four of the Urantia book to see what, well, how do the, do the time travel documentaries of Jesus compare with the Gospels? And I wanted to expose the Urantia community as having been infiltrated by MKUltra technology, self-delusion, and the ongoing fulfillment of the Cointel Pro destruction uh, uh, by the deep state, by military intelligence, uh, you know, which has went in there pretty directly as soon as this book was published. And there's a lot of research in the book to that, uh, to that, in that regard. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Let me make a a statement. So, uh, I'm sure a lot of the people are, are, or many, many of the people watching, are familiar with the Urantia book. But what's interesting here is that you have taken apart one of the most important sections of the Urantia book, which is this life and teaching of Jesus section, and you have in a sense, I guess, commented on that using this uh, DARPA CIA technology. Is that correct? That yeah. Well, most- what, what I've done is, yeah. is a comparison. This is a scholarly exercise. And so we have uh, a time travel, uh, reports of the time travel of what happened, and then we compare what the Synoptic Gospels say, and then we compare what the part four of the Urantia book says. And then uh, we draw certain hypotheses. What, uh, 
can you give us an example of, of, of some of the comparison, maybe one comparison example? Yeah, that's what I'm coming to. Okay. Yeah, uh, and uh, let me move ahead then and, and find that. I'm, I'm actually reading from a 51-slide PowerPoint, and so what I'll do is I'll jump ahead in the PowerPoint uh, to that part and answer your question, but I have to find that. Sure. Okay. So now, um, in the text of the book, which will be out uh, as of September 6th, that is uh, within 10 days from now, so people can go and get the full description of the video, documentary, etc., etc. Quote, two men appear. He didn't say angels. He said two men appear. This is the quantum access time travel video documentary of the resurrection and an eyewitness of that documentary says two men appear not angels appear but two men appear jesus stands up and the three of them push the rock away and he jesus walks out of the crib Okay, so in particular, we were obviously very astonished when she said, quote, what are you saying, right? He said, we also have footage of the resurrection, i.e., we're describing here the, the, the eyewitnesses of the video footage of the resurrection saying that it was Two men appear in the in the in the crib, uh, not angels. Jesus stands up, and the two men and Jesus push the rock away, and Jesus walks out. Okay, that's what happens in the time travel video documentary. This quantum access time travel documentary report of two men rather than angels as reported in some of the synoptic gospels, such as Matthew 28, this is appearing in the tomb where Jesus is. So now what we're going to do is I'm going to answer your question by going to the synoptic gospels and to the Urantia book, okay? And then we're going to talk about the implications, Okay. When you've done that, this is where I, what I wanted to ask you. This was something that might be just a little bit before where you are right now. Yeah. And that, is, and that is, would it be appropriate to just give an overview as to the actual machine that is located in the Vatican, unless I'm in the wrong place on this, that produces a particular uh, footage of something in this particular timeline? Am I off on this? Well, or? well it, it, you're 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 compressing history. The Vatican developed the chronovisors. The uh, Vatican then, which were m machines, stationary machines for accessing the time space continuum and dialing up events and monitoring or watching them. The, the Vatican then subcontracted that to the 
U.S. Defense Department and CIA. The U.S. Defense Department then developed eight types of time travel technology, including actual uh, time travel technology where people get into machines and travel back to that location. So they're actually on the ground in that location. Okay? So we're dealing with eight different types of time travel technology. Okay? Okay. I appreciate you taking that moment because I, I wanted to make sure that people could follow this. No, no, right. Now, we don't know from the information that we have, and people can, can you'll, you'll be able to get the book. Uh, you can order it now, and it'll be available as of September 6th. And in that description, we don't know exactly what technology uh, the uh, CIA, DARPA CIA, used to make these top secret documentaries because these are highly classified. This is being made, this is a real leak, okay? Uh, so we don't have, we don't know exactly which of the eight technologies were used to make this documentary. What we have is reliable reports of eyewitnesses who saw the documentary of the crucifixion, and we have an eyewitness report of a person who saw the documentary of the resurrection. But we don't have a report of exactly what time travel technology was used to make these as yet. Okay, now, let's go to the Synoptic Gospels. They're called the Synoptic Gospels because they're all optically alike. It's like you made four copies, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John's slightly different, and there are reasons for that but they're almost identical copies. So if we go to Luke 24, okay, Matthew 28 is very much different from this because Matthew 28 says angels, you know? There were angels in there. So it's not at all what you saw in the video documentary. So let's get to the closest that, that we had of the Synoptic Gospels was Luke 24. And uh, this is, and Luke 24 says, and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. In shining garments, right? All of a sudden, there's this embellishment, which wasn't in the time travel documentary. And as they were afraid and bound down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, 
Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered unto the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. None of that embellishment appears in the quantum access time travel documentary, which is just two men appear, Jesus gets up, they roll the stone out, and they all walk out, okay? Now, let's go further. Let's go to the Urantia book, paper 189. This is scholarship. This is what biblical and religious scholars have done since time immemorial, okay? Since time immemorial. And the Urantia book paper 189 says, the tomb of Joseph was empty, not because the body of Jesus had been rehabilitated or resurrected, but because the celestial hosts had been granted their request to afford it a special and unique dissolution, a return of the dust to dust, without the intervention of the delays of time and without the operation of the ordinary invisible processes of mortal decay and material corruption. The mortal remains of Jesus underwent the, the same natural process of elemental disintegration as characterizes all human bodies on earth, except that in point of time, this natural mode of dissolution was greatly accelerated hastened to the point where it became well-nigh instantaneous. In other words, they said there that interdimensionally, uh, the interdimensional forces accelerated time and, and uh, in, in effect, the natural mode of dissolution or decay was greatly accelerated, and that's how Jesus mortal body disappeared. It's kind of like, oh, we did interdimensional magic. So it goes on. As these women sat there, this is inside the tomb, in the early hours of the dawn of the snook day, they looked to one side and observed a silent, motionless stranger. For a moment, they were again frightened, but Mary Magdalene, rushing toward him and addressing him, as if she thought he might be the caretaker of the garden, said, Where have you taken the master? Where have they laid him? Tell us that we may go and get him. When the stranger did not answer Mary, she began to weep. Then spoke Jesus to them, saying, Whom do you seek? Mary said, We seek for Jesus, who was laid to rest in Joseph's tomb, but he is gone. Do you know where they have taken him? Then then said Jesus, did not this Jesus tell you even in Galilee that he would die, but that he would rise again? These words startled the women, but the master was so changed that he did not yet recognize him with his back turned to the dim light. 
As, and as they pondered his words, he addressed Magdalene with a familiar voice saying, Mary. And when she heard that word of well-known sympathy and affectionate greeting, she knew it was the voice of the master, and she rushed to kneel at his feet while she exclaimed, my Lord and my master. And all of the other women recognized that it was the master who stood before them in glorified form, and they quickly knelt before him. So that is not at all like what is in the time travel, the, the uh, eyewitness report of the time travel video documentary. This says here that Mary Magdalene was in the tomb and that Jesus was there also and that Mary Magdalene didn't recognize him in his new form, which is called a Marancha form. That's the word that the Urantia book uses, M-O-R-O-N-T-I-A, Marancha, which means kind of the spiritual form. And, uh, you know, I have a theory. It's like the angel Moroni, you know, M-O-R-O-N-I, Moron-I, I-Moron, Morancha, M-O-R-O-N, Moron. That's how the interdimensionals are dealing with the earth. You human morons, what is this? They're creating disinformation. This is all disinformation. This is interdimensional disinformation. Let's go further, okay? There's a thing in the Phoenix Journal where there was a version, a channeled version by Jesus and Judas Iscariot. And they called his name Emmanuel, I am Sananda. According to the Phoenix Journal document, whose version of the resurrection is consistent with the version of Jesus' resurrection, as depicted in the Project Pegasus DARPA CIA Quantum Access Time Travel Video Documentary, number one, Jesus Judas Iscariot was an intimate friend and ally of Jesus and was, quote, set up and discredited by the son of a Pharisee, Simeon Iscariot, who was similarly named Judah Iscariot in a case of mistaken identity in order to set up Judas and really kind of bury Jesus at the time, they set Judas Iscariot up, you know, and, and he's really taking the blame over this time. Two, Jesus did not die on the cross, and he was taken moribund and live to the tomb where he was secretly revived by friends plausibly the two men who appear in the Project Pegasus Quantum Access time travel video documentary. This Phoenix Journal document is reportedly authored by Jesus, writing under his spiritual name of Emmanuel and Judas Iscariot to set the historical record straight. And let's read from that. You can download that whole document, but here is that passage. Um, the soldiers then went to the tomb and sealed the rock which had been placed in the opening. They knew not, however, of the second opening so, so assistance could come 
could go and come from the secret entrance without being seen. On the third day, Emmanuel was strong enough to stand and walk. And that's what happened. Two assistants, friends, came in and roused Jesus, and the three of them got up, moved the stone, and got out, which is what the time travel video shows. And this is independent proof, which is a channeled work by Jesus and Judas, and in which they say Judas was set up. Now, let's stay with this, okay? Let's stay with this uh, with this thought, uh, because our purpose is truth. Let's go to the the Flavius Josephus, the chief Jewish propagandist of the time, that was hired by uh, by the Roman emperor and by Titus. Quote. This typological storyline reveals that the Jesus who interacted with the disciples following the crucifixion, the actual Jesus that Christians have unwittingly worshipped for 2,000 years, was actually Titus Flavius, the Roman emperor. The discovery of the Flavian invention of Christianity creates a new understanding of the entire first century. Such a revelation is disorienting, and the reader will find the following points useful in understanding the new history that this work presents. Christianity did not originate among the lower classes in Judea. It was a creation of a Roman imperial family, the Flavians. The Gospels were not written by the followers of a Jewish Messiah, but by the intellectual circle surrounding three Flavian emperors, Vespasian and his two sons, Titus and Domitian. The Gospels, this is the four synaptic Gospels, were written following the 66 to 73 CE war between the Romans and the Jews. And many of the events of Jesus' ministry are satirical depictions of the events from that war. The purpose of Christianity was supersession. It was designed to replace the nationalistic and militaristic messianic movement in Judea, which was evidenced in the Dead Sea Scrolls with a religion that was pacifistic and that would accept Roman rule. I.e., when when you go to the Dead Sea Scrolls, you discover a militaristic messiah that wants to destroy Rome. And so what did they do? They hired Flavius Josephus, who was an expert propagandist who worked with the emperors to, to create a messiah that said, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar, and render unto God the things that are God's. And that's that's the synoptic gospel. They make, they make three copies of them. And that's why, and the pope, the, the emperor morphed, into the Pope, and that's why you have the Roman Catholic Church, and that's why this thing became the religious deep state over 2,000 years. They created this, the, a, a deep, a, and they made the Roman emperor was supposed to be a god at that time. So they, what they did is they, they made 
the Roman emperor into the Jesus Christ and into the God and into the emperor, into the Pope. And we, you know, Christianity has been worshiping sort of the altar Pope for the last 2000 years. It's all disinformation and propaganda. And the true Jesus is the one who's writing to us with, uh, with Judas now saying, hey, guys, it's totally different from what you think. And, and that's why Christianity has been a religion of war and destruction and war crimes for 2,000 years. And what you have is just Christianity versus Judaism versus Islam. It's just a big war because it's all created by these deep states by channelings that are uh, co-opted by the deep state. So that's what we discovered and have and have uh, developed in extenso in this book, which will be made public as of September 6th. And that's a revelation. Uh, and I just want to end with a quote here. Quote, religions are not made. The religions of men grow up over long periods of time while the revelations of God flash upon earth in the lives of men who reveal God to their fellows. That's from the Urantia book. So I just offer this. It's by the evidence. People read it. Take it for what you will. I have people who read this. Some people go, aha, and they really go like this. Other people who are long-time Urantia book readers go incredibly irate. Why? Because they can't, their egos can't face the fact that they've been bamboozled. The, the Urantia book is a cult. It's a cult of interdimensional, by the evidence, interdimensional disinformation. And it's always been like that. So that's, that is that book. Now, are you ready for the next book? Yeah, and I was wondering, would it be appropriate, and, and you can tell me because I, <laughs> I'm just trying to be part of this. <laughs> You're doing a great job, and I'm keeping my mouth shut because basically this is so far beyond anything I know about. Uh, you're the expert here, and I just want to go with what you're talking about. But let me just say this. Would it be appropriate for people, before we talk about the, new, the other book, Time Screen, would it be appropriate to look over the eight, and remember we talked about this once before, the eight different ways that time travel occurs? I actually have the um, information available right here. I can post it, and we could look at it together, if that's something oh, that you yeah. think. Yeah, okay. sure. Why don't we All do right. that? Here's the first one. And I thought maybe you could I, I can you could read them or you can talk about them, but we could go through the yeah. eight Why eight modalities. Uh, yeah. How would how would you like to do Yeah, so the first one is remote viewing and that was done under contract uh, between the Central Intelligence Agency and Stanford Research Institute. It was actually uh, uh, put off in TARG uh, that headed up 
uh, remote viewing at SRI that brought me to SRI. I went and and uh, visited with them in the in the summer of of uh, nineteen. Excuse me, in in December of nineteen seventy seven, and they were the ones that recommended me to the. Uh, to the Center for the Study of Social Policy, which is the Futurist Division at SRI. And, and I was recommended to them by Ingo Swan, who I had met as, at his apartment in the Bowery in New York. And Ingo Swan was one of the uh, subjects, uh, remote viewing subjects that put off and Targ used. Um, now, a second... Uh, uh, modality of time travel that uh, is listed here is spinning uh, to induce out-of-body ex- experiences uh, so as to travel on the astral plane. That's very much like Sufi dancing, you know? Uh, and it uses uh, dissociation of the mind to access uh, the astral realm uh, and uh, you could include in number two, I would say, uh, natural organic time travel. Uh, and that is uh, uh, those cultures that can access uh, the, the natural organic uh, network of, of wormholes that surround our planet. Uh, for example, I'll give a very real example. One of my colleagues specializes in taking photographs over the U.S. Capitol area, photographs of UFOs. And he has a photograph of a, a, a person, a, a, a Mayan, a, a, a a Mayan Indian in, in classical Mayan garb standing at the edge of the Capitol reflecting pool, which he photographed. And the only way that, that that Mayan could have gotten there, which is what the Mayan knew how to do, which is natural organic time travel. That is, they know, they know how to access uh, the organic wormholes. Okay, number three, uh, the Montauk chair uh, was reverse engineered from the pilot seat aboard a crash ET craft, uh, and uh, the U.S. government used the Montauk chair uh, to have persons go in and act as time travelers to access uh, timelines in their own life and with that, predict the future. Oh, in my own life, I'm going to see the following. And so you can take points in that person's life and say, this is what's going to happen in the future. Now, okay. was, was this uh, some, uh, one of the parts that Andrew was involved in, or was he involved in all of these? Or how did, how did, Andrew, uh, how did Andrew figure in these eight modalities? Uh, uh, I know that he he has experienced the Montauk chair. Uh, uh, 
he knows about uh, uh, remote viewing, you know, uh, whatever his personal research was on remote viewing, he, he, he had to, uh, as part of the uh, Project Pegasus, uh, uh, the, the, uh, uh, as part of Project Pegasus, they had to engage in remote viewing for a U.S. prisoner held during the Vietnam War. I know that. So he, he, he did use remote viewing. Now you've got a teleporter, which is a machine that opens up a portal tunnel in the fabric of time-space, and the teleportee uh, passes from point A to point B. Uh, that's Tesla-based teleportation. Uh, and, uh, and then you've got the chronovisor, which is what we're talking about. Right, that's what we've been talking about, the chronovisor, essentially. Yeah, yeah. and you've got uh, 2D chronovisors, which would be like like our, our computer uh, here, our, our computer screens or a TV that you dial up the address of events in the uh, time-space continuum, and it takes you to be able to observe those events. But also that, that um, uh, we found is that this can access events in the spiritual dimensions as well of the afterlife, which is where the uh, intelligent civilization of souls, spiritual beings, and source is based. Uh, because uh, the two inventors access communication with one of their deceased fathers. So it shows that, that we're just dealing with a um, an ecology of dimensions between what we can call the universes of time, space, energy, and matter in the multiverse or the collection of all universes and the omniverse, which is when you add in the spiritual dimensions of the afterlife, the intelligent civilization of souls, spiritual beings, and source. So essentially, before we move on to the next slide, what we're learning, or at least what I'm learning, and hopefully the people that are watching are learning, is that really, religion, in a sense, grabbed this part of life and made it into something that now seems to argue argue with science as opposed to realizing that science is this is this is the domain of science right now even though religion has held it for thousands of years am i right about that or am i close uh, yes to to make it a finer point religions are political organizations they are an attempt to arrogate these findings and ascribe power to a political organization based, uh, based on the planet, to a Vatican and a Pope and make them the representative of God, the vicar of Christ, 
an actual nation state with power. And that's an arrogation of, of whatever the cosmology is that you could prove otherwise uh, through the science of the omniverse. People can go to omniversity.us and see my various books on the omniverse there. That I'll show that. I'll show that. We'll get... We'll go all this stuff in. Let me go to this next slide here because there's so much more that you want to talk about. And I just yeah. was hoping that we could get this. So, uh, the, the Stargate is a te Tesla teleporter that so concentrates the radiant energy that it derives from the quantum hologram that it can send the teleportee vast dis distances in time space. And so there you have uh, sort of... Uh, two kind of semi-circular arcs, and there's an energy set up here, uh, and uh, 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 that is, it says it was via Stargate that Project Pegasus in 1972 was accessing the year 2045, and uh, Project Pegasus would go to a DARPA forward time base in 2045 to retrieve time scrolls, uh, which essentially was the future telling the past how to get to the future successfully, like events that are going to happen between 1972 and 2045 so the planet can get there successfully. Uh, and you've got the pl plasma confinement uh, chamber is another uh, time travel technology invented by Dr. Sterling Colgate. Uh, uses radioactive plasma that propagates a wormhole in which the time traveler uh, travels to be embedded temporarily in a past event. And it was via uh, the plasma confinement chamber that uh, uh, chrononaut Andrew D. Bashago was sent to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania uh, uh, to view the Lincoln's Gettysburg Address uh, in 1863. So that's the typical uh, task that the um, that the uh, chronogarchy would use. So we don't know what technology the uh, the 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 uh, chronogarchy used in its production of the top secret uh, uh, video time travel documentaries of the crucifixion and resurrection of the historical figure of Joshua Okay, and then the last one is this uh, jump room. Yes, that that was used uh, for uh, to get to Mars in, in uh, 20 minutes. And uh, uh, for example, uh, one leg of the uh, of the jump room uh, was 
was set at 999 South Sepulveda um, Boulevard in Los Angeles, California. At the top floor, it looked like an elevator. And you would go in there. It was camouflaged as an elevator. And that was one end of the aeronautical repositioning chamber. And they had another end of it on Mars at the at, at the U.S. colony, secret colony on on Mars, and there uh, the the jump room would would morph uh, from the elevator. You would go into a cylinder. You would be teleported for twenty minutes, and at the other end. You would come out and you would be on Mars in the midst of the Mars colony with assistance from a gray ET species. So now, I think uh, hopefully that gives people a deep or at least a, a deeper understanding of how this information that you're talking about can actually exist because it sounds so incredible and it's so far outside of the box that yeah. people have a hard time with this but i think hopefully this shows something let's now talk well, about well I, you see i i've been acclimated to this because i was first approached by the secret uh darpa cia time travel unit in 1971 that met with me secretly, and and that's that's part. Of, you, you can go to my book, uh, the Chronogarchy, and uh, it's all set out here. My my first meeting with uh, the DARPA CIA uh, secret time travel unit was in 1971, when I was general counsel of the New York City Environmental Protection Administration. Uh, and so we're now in 2023. So I've been acclimated to this for almost 50 years. All right. So I think we're ready to go ahead and talk about time screen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is um, a book that... Uh, is scheduled to be published. It's now on pre-order, and you can pre-order it on Amazon, and it will be published on July 4th, uh, 2023. You can take up to a year to pre-publish it, but I chose July 4th on purpose. It's like chronogarchy in your face. There's right. no way you're going to break up the the U.S., okay? But uh, uh, if you want to now, people who are watching this, just go and do an internet search and put in balkanized U.S., map of balkanized U.S., and you'll see a wide variety of maps. There's one that the KGB has in which they've broken up the U.S. into nine different nations. The KGB has been at this. This is part, this this war has been, uh, it's, the KGB is 
in alliance with the deep state and the chronogarchy to break up the U.S. It's all part of the, you know, if if they can, this, the U.S. is, is kind of the, uh, the enemy, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and, and so, uh, 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 and, uh, uh, there's always like a, uh, and, and this is, this is an evidence-based book. And, and we're, we're just taking the, the, the evidence as it comes. Okay. But it would appear that, uh, there's a, a, a hundred year unlawful, secret, and deceptive chronogarchy plot to break up the constitutional union of states in America and disassemble the Constitution of the United States of America through quantum access, time travel-driven, covert social engineering through the political and social persona of Donald J. Trump as a key willing actor. It appears as though that he said, yeah, I'll do it. And, and in violation of Article 3.3 of the U.S. Constitution, which prohibits treason or levying war against the United States. And Donald Trump is a Gemini, so he knows how to walk that line. Who, me? <laughs> They're just out to get me. However, this is an evidence-based book, and uh, uh, there are many parts to it. We start out with uh, the evidence characterizing Ingersoll Lockwood, an, 18, an 1890s member of the New York Bar and an American political writer, lawyer, and novelist, uh, uh, chronogarchy, embedded local handler of time travel operations for the chronogarchy. What do I mean by that? Well, you have chronogarchy operations, like um, Andy Bishago was telling me that they had a shopkeeper in Gettysburg uh, that they would tell all the time travelers that they sent back to Gettysburg to contact him because he's like the local embedded handler for the time travel operations there. And if you go on Netflix, see, the chronogarchy, it, time travel is a favorite genre of movies. And they hide all of this behind movies so that you think, oh, this is just fiction. And if you go to like a time travel series on Netflix, called Timeless, you'll see the major operational modus operandi of how, how the um, of how the chronogarchy works. They have time travel handlers embedded in key time-space locations. For example, if you want to get things done uh, 
around uh, World War One, you'll have a person that's located there. If you have, uh, you know, want to carry out a a chronic archaea operation there, if you ha- if you want to ha- want to carry out a chronic archaea operation around the 1890s, you have a chronic archaea operator there. We call them like the Illuminati. These are Illuminati agents. You know, wink, wink, nod, nod, take this and do it, right? But it's, but they're operating sometimes and very often as agents of the chronogarchy passing time travel information and making it active there as puzzles and kind of plot deflectors for the rest of human society. So here we have uh, Ingersoll Lockwood, uh, who in the 1890s wrote two books, one called Baron Trump's Marmalous Underground Journey and 1900 or the Last President that were intentionally implanted and published key memes, tropes, and time travel plot deflectors related to Donald J. Trump's central historical role as a covert KGB Russian agent of influence in and chronogarchy agent of influence in a hundred year plot to break up America through time travel, Trump and treason. So they set this up by publishing two books back in the 1890s, which have characters named Donald Trump, Don Trump, Baron Trump, like Baron Trump is Donald Trump's son's name, uh, Pence, P-E-N-C-E, and and uh, uh, in this, uh, it's they're the last president. They act out the plot that Donald Trump is going to act out at this time by disassembling the constitutional order and being the last democratic president and the first autocratic president. Are you following? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I don't it's, know how far. I don't know how far yeah, we can go before yeah. we're involved yeah. in this so, thing politically. So, in this book, uh, I recount first of all my 1971 meeting with the top secret DARPA CIA time travel unit in in 1971 uh, after uh, DARPA time traveled my uh, 1971 book, uh, Exopolitics, uh, back from 2005, back to 1971, using classified quantum access technologies. Now, I don't know what they did. I, they, they may have sent a time traveler back forward in time to 2005 to buy copies of the books and bring them back to 1971. But Andrew D. Bushago testifies that he was sitting there in 
uh, Project Pegasus headquarters with two other people, and they brought out a secret satchel where they bring materials from the future. It opened it up and out popped Exopolitics by Alfred Lambert Weber. That was in 1971 when I was general counsel of the Environmental Protection Administration in the city of New York under Mayor John Lindsay. And in that same year, DARPA CIA time travel called me in to meet with them. And continuing this disclosure narrative, in this book, I reveal a stunning January 1977 staff meeting with Stanford Research Institute Futures Director Willis Harmon, who at the time had a 50-year alternative future study with U.S. Central Intelligence Agency, which had just time-traveled my books back from 2005 to 1971. Willis Harmon took me aside. I had just joined their futurist staff as a futurist and told me of the future balkanization of the USA. He said, Alfred, in the future, the United States of America will break up into many regions. And U.S. Presidents George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, Donald J. Trump, and Joseph Robinette Biden would be pre-identified and groomed on a common consensual policy by DARPA, CIA's chronogarchy secret presidential time pre-identification program in 1971. Now, this book, Time, time Screen, documents on the basis of multiple sources by U.S. intelligence agents, by KGB intelligence agents, a 40-year penetration of Russian KGB intelligence, both under the Soviet regime and under the, effort, uh, under the Russian Federation, into, quote, the real Donald Trump becoming a deep-cover Soviet asset and Trump Tower becoming a known base of operations for the Russian Mafia. The Russian Mafia is the one who made Trump a billionaire. Uh, with Russian intelligence asset, Donald Trump's winning of the U.S. presidency in November 2016 as pre-identified by DARPA CIA time travel, a covert Russian spy became U.S. president, accounting for the determination of the FBI CIA to remove and block Trump through first the Russian dossier, then two impeachments, a managed 2020 U.S. presidential election loss, the congressional January 6th select committee, the 8-8-2022 Lionsgate FBI search and seizure of Trump's headquarters at Mar-a-Lago on espion grounds. Now, this new book focuses on structural signs of a possible chronogarchy. I think you, you, you said it. We'll, we'll look at all of the signs of a breakup, including the adoption of a plank by the Texas State Republican Party calling for secession. This has not happened since the U.S. Civil War. Uh, and about 33% of Trump voters in red states say that they personally fare better 
if their state became an independent country. Now, I present in part five of this book uh, constitutionally based uh, proposals that will overcome the the enforced balkanization here. We're at the, this is so successful now that red state people and blue state people in the United States. I, I live in Canada. I voluntarily left the United States, and I haven't been to the United States in ten years because it's dangerous for me to go there. Uh, uh, Americans are so polarized. Uh, they they can barely talk to each other, and they want the defeat of people in the other states. And this is they're they're acting out the covert manipulation of the chronogarchy that set up the balkanization. You can go and and we include in the thing we you you can you can find balkanized maps of the future U.S by the KGB that have the U.S. divided into nine different nations. At the very least, you could have it divided into two nations now, where you would have a red president, president of the red states and president of the blue states. Right now, it's balkanized around the issue of women's choice. It's balkanized around so many different issues. And this is all managed uh, uh, statecraft. And this goes back to a chronogarchy plot that was first set up in the, in the 1890s with uh, Ingersoll Lockwood's two books, Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey, which starts in Russia, you know, to cover the whole Russian KGB thing, and 1900 or the last president. So we have laid bare this entire plot and we're going to be running a bully pulpit so the U.S. doesn't implode on itself. Uh, so there you have it. You know, while you were talking, I found a, a pretty interesting um, map. And if you just give me a moment, I will... Uh bring that thing up and have people actually allowed to see uh, what this thing looks like. While I'm doing that, um, what else can we talk about? Well, so much. I mean, go. This is, yeah. So I, I have attempted as, as a futurist to take two issues, the issue of, Religion, spirituality, and science, number one, anti-travel. And number two, the issue of nationhood, constitutionality, uh, and warfare in, in time screen, and bring those forward in two books so that you can see how people's lives are being affected right now by... Time travel related artifacts, belief systems, etc. And so that's going to be my bully pulpit for a while, these two new books. And people can 
can uh, come and study these. They're at Omniversity, which is our learning platform. You can go to omniversity.us and get all the books, uh, you know, with this background because we now have to bring the full, full knowledge, multi-dimensional knowledge to really liberate ourselves from these hidden forces which have kept humanity oppressed. Well, I'm almost ready to bring that up. Let's, oh, let's yeah. have you give me uh, or give everybody uh, a comment. I hope that I picked one that, that's going to be re reasonable here because... Uh, you know, I, just for purposes of... Yeah. Uh, just let me uh, get this thing. But this... I'm standing here looking up in the air. I'm looking at my other computer screens. That's what's going oh, on. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, when I designed the cover of Climb Screen, I could have taken one of those maps, but I chose to take just a geophysical map with no boundaries to kind of show what North America looks like without boundaries. And then what the chronicarchy, how it's trying to divide it up, you know, divide and conquer, divide it up into so many. Yeah, look at that. Realistic American balkanization scenario. And that is the empire of Texas, the Republic of Texas, the Lubbock Free State. Uh, you know, I mean, that is, uh, uh, yeah. Now, was this, is this, uh, I, I'm asking a question, I don't even know if you would know the answer or can even know the answer. Was this conceptualized or is this some, uh, something from the uh, uh, chronovisor? Um, do you know? No, th this, look, there is a whole field of knowledge that led to this because there are so many different social movements now that are attempting to break up the constitutional union. And this is just one, one version of what the U.S. could break up to. Uh, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm trying to look for Hawaii here, the kingdom of Hawaii and uh, all of the different regions that are now seeking for autonomy within the U.S. and jurisdictions. There, there, there is a very powerful uh, movement of balkanization and uh, within the U.S. and it's all manufactured and goes back to this hundred-year plot. And uh, so... So just talking now economically, basically, from my understanding of what we have uh, right now with uh, federal revenue sharing, it, uh, I don't know the specific numbers, but it appears that most of the East and on the West, West Coast, is in a sense funding up to uh, maybe 60 or 70% of the funds that these 
quote unquote red states use to make up for the fact that they're not they're not making that much money how does that affect something like this maybe we're just speculating but do you have a thought about that well th- this is all part of the argumentation and and the issue is that the original vision of the unity of the united states mm-hmm. has been lost and it's disunited now and and people have lost of that and it's it is it is a clear and present danger that in in these in in the years to come uh depending on what occurs the us could break up those were the orders coming down from the kgb to the various agents of influence within the us and from the chronogarchy because the chronogarchy was able to go back to the 1890s and think of the chronogarchy as the illuminati the illuminati are luciferians or satanists and so if the us at all was a god or or, or oriented entity then you would want it busted up do you see what i'm saying Oh, I see it. And the question then is, or not the question, I guess my, my observing this is that people are not understanding what is going to happen to them and their lives economically, all based on politics. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that's the purpose of this book. And we bring out new policies that will assist in people waking up and being able to uh being able to carry out uh uh policies and processes that will promote the unity rather than the disunity which has been so emphasized during these years of time travel trump and treason we're just now getting into the years of time travel trump and treason so this is the nitty gritty time so this book is coming out this is a this is a real time drama well you're not a futurist anymore <laughs> you're a pioneer <laughs> um what would you like to say to viewers and listeners because you've you've put together a, a lot of evidence and so much information and as i said before the the average person including me when i first became aware of of your work uh you that i thought i i thought i was living outside of the box but this is way outside yeah. the box and yeah. so how would you bring this back in and 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 give us an idea because my understanding and i realize this is a bunch of questions but my understanding is that the the chronogarchy stops at, at uh, 2045 am i correct in that or is that incorrect no no 
2045 was just a, a date at which they, they had a particular one. 2045 was just a forward time okay. base at which one operational arm of DARPA CIA went forward, Project Pegasus, to get time scrolls. You see, the chronogarchy is a worldwide secret time travel government. It has within world governments time travel departments that carry out its policies, like Project Pegasus. I would say, let's get into a dialogue. I mean, I'm, I'm establishing on diversity and a dialogue and setting up these books so that people can get into this new knowledge and so we can dialogue about it and we can begin to take action. Where there's, there's a new party, political party, that I'm proposing here called the Federalist Party. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things here that, you know, are proposals uh, to save the to save the union in a healthy way. So let's let's journey together here, and uh, to keep people out of reaction. You know, are people prepared to look at objectively the fact of the time travel uh, documentaries? of the crucifixion and the resurrection and the fact that the synoptic gospels were written by Flavius Josephus and the Roman emperors as disinformation propaganda so that they could get into power. You know, are people ready for that? Well, you know, it's people incarnated now to be big enough to go through changes. If people are going to go into their reactive modes, well then, you know. So I'm saying let's proactively move forward and and uh, uh, set things straight. Let's keep the Constitution of the U.S., Let's let's expose and defeat the chronogarchy here, and let's move forward. And based on the evidence that's published here, and more evidence, but let's be realistic and look at the fact that this hidden body, the chronogarchy, has been ruling humanity through time. Every everybody thought it was space. Oh. Look at look at outer space there. All those civilizations, they're going to come here and take... No, we're in a time-space continuum and they've been ruling humanity through time, not through outer space. Alfred, this has been... And you... Oh, you've never let anyone down. This has been an incredible show. I appreciate you taking the time to show up today here and 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 uh, allow people. That's that's the key word. Allow, because I mean you can only present 
if the if the student is ready, you can't present this if the student is not ready. So this was a time when the people that are watching are your students, and you have given them an incredible overview. And I I hope that people have a chance to get your books and start reading and understanding what we are really having happen in front of us. And that's the interesting point about this, isn't it? This is happening right in front of our eyes. So people have to either choose to do something about it or, I guess, pay the price later on. Indeed. And it's and it's my privilege for it to happen on Timeless Voyager. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, listen, thank you so much. Uh, I want to thank all of you for listening. And, uh, hey, I, I hope that, that you will return again soon. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs>